Okay, Q jingle. Q jingle. There it is. We are And then she said, the elephant. The elephant? Oh my god. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. Oh, that was a good one. I started the recording right in the middle there. Oh, oh, Greg. Hey. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, welcome to Tasty Gents. And for listener, if you're out there, um, welcome to another episode of Tasty Gents. Indeed. Uh, this is the um, podcast where Greg and I talk about absolutely everything, but everything. kind of circling the orbit of food yes. and being fabulous and over 50. Uh, yes. <laughs> and occasionally tell elephant jokes. Uh, on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm going to go ahead and, and and kick us right off then, uh, Jonathan. So yeah. uh, first of all, I'll say again, for those of you who have listened to us before, Jonathan and I are both in Palm Springs and it's sunny and gorgeous today because, mm -hmm. it's, but we are nonetheless uh, working on Zoom. So it's really fun to be able to um, connect remotely and do this. But, but this whole like working remotely, you know, uh, on Zoom versus being in the same room is mm -hmm. kind of related to the topic that we've been talking about today. And um, yeah. And it we we've been sort of talking about again being fabulous over fifty as Jonathan has said the mm -hmm. way that we engage in meeting people and making friends yeah in you know with at, at, and for me I can say this is a thing that seemed easier when I was a kid than it does as an adult I don't know if that's because I overthink things as an adult who me yeah yeah. <laughs> um, but I, but I also recognize it as uh, some as a leftover from the pandemic that that sort of getting out and making connection uh, is something I feel like in some ways I have to relearn. So that's what we're talking about today. That's what we're talking about today. And and I think and and just to and, and this, what kind of prompted this conversation and this topic was that we were talking about um, one of my favorite things to do, and 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 you, you said you're into this as well is yeah. is going to happy hours. Happy hours. And yeah. yeah, I mean, what what first off, it just sounds inviting happy it starts with the nice things okay. if i'm not happy at least i know there's going to be one hour you know where i can and go when you are happy and, and you know it you get to you know clap your hands you get to clap yeah that's right sorry dun, dun, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yes we started talking about a happy hour and i think that you know we could ramble on about this i was a bartender for some years and mm -hmm. I would say the crowd between, you know, this is back when I was attending bar, and I think this is still true. The crowd between five and seven is a really different crowd than the nine o'clock on crowd. Mm -hmm. They're the after work crowd. They're the on their way home crowd. They're the, hey, let's meet for a drink crowd. Um, they do tend to be happier and looser and and sort of whether it's on a Tuesday or a Friday. Um, yeah. I've always enjoyed happy hour, whether I'm at the bar working or at the bar sitting. Right. And, 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 you know, for us, you know, Andrew and I, we used to work together. And so it was really neat because you, especially with, you know, within, for those of you who've driven in California quite a bit, especially in the Bay Area, you understand that there's just a lot of traffic. And so you would get off of work, we would get off of work and everybody would go to whatever their local, whatever the bar was that they liked. Right. And it sounds in retrospect like, oh yeah, we stopped to drink for an hour and a half before we drove home. But um, we, you know, we we did eat and 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 we took our time and we would hang out. And then so you get off of work at say like five or something, and then between five to seven thirty, traffic is unbearable. Mm. Um, and then after seven thirty, it, it's everyone's made it home. And so you know, you can go in, you could have like a little bit of happy hour time. Um, you know, ha have a you know responsible uh, amount of uh, of uh, libation, and then. 
Um, and then, you know, the traffic's fast and you, and you go out. And But, you know, you see other people from work while you're there. It was always, always really fun. Yeah. So we would do that probably maybe once or twice a week. Right on. The yeah. other thing I like about happy hour, especially over the past few years, I've, you know, the, my own personal evolution, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, I stopped drinking alcohol a few years ago because it affects my heart, makes my heart race. Yeah. Um, and so I stopped. But the other thing that, um, that is true is that I don't like eating a large meal for dinner. I, I find that if I go to sleep on a full stomach, I sleep really badly. And so, um, so for me, happy hour is great because I can have a few small things and that's my dinner. So yeah. you get like some meatballs and some cheese and crackers or whatever it ends up being. Um, that's all I really want at dinner time, uh, and it you know it works well with sort of the what my life has become. So it sounds weird and bad, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, happy hour fan. Yeah, big fan, and and I like it because it it also gives you an opportunity if you just look at the at the it, it's kind of like tapas, right? You you get you get a a really good idea in very small uh, presentation of what the range of the restaurant. And what the kitchen staff is capable of, of producing, right? Yeah. And of course, happy hours uh, is really like a, a money maker, right? Because restaurants that that serve alcohol may, make quite a bit of profit off of off of those drinks, right? It's yeah. it's a big profit, so they want to get you in. They want to have you, you know, a little bit of food to keep you stay, and and then you know get, get a drink or two, and then um, and then go for the for for the dinner. Um, oh, but I like it because we can. I get to see like. If I wanted to come back for dinner, I know, wow, these guys really know how to do X, Y, Z like really well. I'm gonna I'm definitely coming back for the for the full meal of whatever this yeah. is. Agreed completely. Yeah. It's a chance to try out what they've got. And especially um restaurants that kind of enjoy putting together those small plate appetizers and, and small plate offerings. And the other thing, of course, too, and, and this is back to kind of where I started, um it's a it it has it, it's a great way I have found and in an uh, informal way of just meeting people. And so one of the yeah. things we were talking about uh, before is in the maybe the late spring or maybe over the summer. Um, you know, I, I live in Palm Springs now. I've I've not I've lived here just over a year full time. And so yeah. still, you know, establishing the community here that I that I want to have. And one of the things I found is that I if I had gone you know, a few days in a row without having, you know, any any viable social contact, which is not tough to do when you work from home and, and do things from home. Right. Literally go to this, to one particular bar that has really good nachos um, and bring my Kindle along. And I would be that guy who sat at the bar. Oh, yeah. Re reading my book and, you know, and having some nachos. And I will tell you that every single time I did that. Mm -hmm. I ended up in really fascinating conversations with really interesting people. One time I was there on the motorcycle and there was a guy and his girlfriend who were sitting next to me and they, and he was looking at the motorcycle and he and I turned out to be a big rider. He and I got into a long conversation about motorcycles in general. Nice. Another time there was a guy that also was sort of semi-retired building a, a, a coaching practice as I am. And he and I got into this really fascinating conversation about about being middle-aged, whatever that even means, um, you know, and sort of in, <laughs> into this chapter that that he was in, that I was in. And for the for the way to kind of get that connection, happy hour time, I think, is a unique time because, you know, it wasn't 10 o'clock at night. We're not sort of out either of us uh, on the prowl, even if that's even a case at 10 o'clock, I typically would have been. Um, you know, it, 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 it doesn't have any contrivance around it. We're just having yeah. a casual time at the bar that ended up being really positive. So, yeah. 
I love that. And I think, I think that, you know, that's, that's something that I've done in the past too, especially if I'm traveling for work or something like that, I can go to, and I don't know the city very well, or I don't even know where I am, but if yeah. there's a, if there's a restaurant and I'm, I'll, I'll look it up like best happy hour in whatever yeah. city that I'm in, try to get it out to that, to, to that area, or to the, to those group of restaurants. And, um, just people watch, you know, see what's going on. What are people up to and what's it like around here? And, and yeah, almost, almost all the time people, they love to, they love to talk about themselves. And so if you ask the right questions, you get to know a lot about the, about the, about the area. I will say also, Jonathan Addington, this is a skill of yours specifically. You're really good at asking people to talk about themselves, inviting people rather to talk about themselves uh, and engaging that way. So that's a, a skill that you have. Thank you. Yeah. It's well, um, I found it. I found it on pretty early that if you just if you just keep asking questions, um, they'll they'll keep talking. And since your goal at the end of the day is to pick their pocket, it keeps you gets, <laughs> gets you to their their attention uh, quickly, so that you can sort of do that that sleight of hand that you do. Um, That's right, the Arfo Dodger, and I <laughs> I walk away with their wallet and their right. their gold their golden watch. Their gold watch, yes. So when you either prepare food for happy hour or go to yeah. happy hour, what do you like to nosh on? You know, um, I so Andrew and I, I think I mentioned this. Maybe I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last one, but Andrew and I for the month of January, uh, which we're in right now, um, have we're, we're gone vegetarian, and that's so we're right. not. Uh, yeah, that's it. So we went out to a happy hour last night. One of my favorite happy hours, by the way, in Palm Springs. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. Do it. Uh, is at the Purple Room. Purple Room is a historic uh, music venue here in Palm Springs, where. Uh, you know, all the famous people you can, you know, uh, Frank Sinatra and, and lots of other people have, have sang there back in the day. They still have live jazz every single night during happy hour. So they have a, a piano player. And then later on in the, in the evening, they'll, they'll they have performances. And so they'll, they'll have dinner. And, but for us, you know, you sit in the bar, they don't take reservations uh, for, for happy hour. So it's first come first serve. And I'll tell you the line start, they open at four, the line starts about three, really? three Oh Yeah. People want this because the happy hour menu is is it's extensive. It is it has everything from like short ribs to meatballs to um, and so Andrew and I had uh, artichoke dip Ooh. and we had uh, a wedge salad with no bacon and we had um, oh my gosh what else was it anyway so oh and mac mac and cheese, mac and cheese. <laughs> oh my goodness so uh so so we had that and and it was it was delicious it was great um and and the, and the, you know the it is a little loud though i will say this and i know that you had mentioned that if it's too loud to talk and, and I, I agree with that if it's too loud to talk and this this piano player was um really hitting the keys last night so he was having a good <laughs> night and uh so we had to kind of lean in and and uh and have our discussion but that's fine because it's you know it's it's just the you know what to expect when you go there. So yes, the purple room. That's one. Yeah, that's one of our favorites. That's, as you say, sometimes that's fine. But the the super super loud uh, experiences. What I find is that my I, literally my voice gets strained, and so by the time yeah. I, um, I can't even hear myself anymore. Um, how I'm gonna I'm gonna venture off the res here for a moment. Sure. Uh, how is meatless January going? Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. We we're having so much fun. We had uh, a couple of friends, Wade and his girlfriend, uh, Kat, who came to visit there. They, there, she had to go to Arizona for a week, um, and they're from the Atascadera area, uh, which is Central Coast near Paso Robles. For anyone oh, okay. who doesn't know, got it. And so uh, they they live out there, and they kind of kind of swung through uh, this way, and they stayed the night on the way over, and and uh, they're actually staying, staying the night on the way back. And so I said, hey, we're doing meatless, and I'm making Indian uh, this uh, tonight, so come on over and and stay the night, and. 
and we'll make um, samosas and we did a curry. We did a mushroom curry. Um, it was it was great. Yeah. And then I made a bomb Bombay potatoes, which is which was uh, quite spicy. Um, and I loved it. So it was great. So we did. Uh, so yeah, we just been experimenting. And of course, all the normal things like we have salad and you can have pasta and stuff like that. But um, so far, you know, and and, and uh, we haven't missed the meat. And Andrea is is saying she might just continue with uh, and see how it goes. Yeah, I um, there's all kinds of cool, creative things you can do without meat. I have found I feel like we mm -hmm. talked about this on a previous episode of Tasty Gents as well. Yeah, we may have. But um, I it's interesting. I tend to just and this is, I think, cultural, It certainly within it, within the United States. It's so easy to eat meat. Yeah, that the choice to not eat it is a little bit has to be a little bit planned and focused yeah um, you know like getting a sandwich a turkey sandwich or uh even a tuna sandwich you know or roast beef sandwich those are all easier to come by than than a a non-meat sandwich that's more than just you know cheese and bread right yeah so um we you know i think lots of cities um in you know lots of urban areas are getting better and better at vegetarian options but i think it's still well <laughs> either it's cultural why we eat meat or i'm super lazy i don't know could be both <laughs> you know it, it well so because we're it's so easy to say that there is bread lettuce tomato cheese yeah. meat mayo and whatever that is and just and it's the same sandwich but just switch out the meat part right right so easy to do that than think well what am i gonna do grill eggplant what am i putting on there now right I, yeah like like and what and how much extra work is that and uh, how long yeah. do you grill it for? Like we're just not used to it. So we're used to it. Yeah, exactly. Sliced turkey. You know, you you think of the of the the space dedicated in the grocery store to deli ham and deli turkey and corned yeah. beef and pastrami and all the other things that are they're variations on mammals that get cooked and sliced and chopped up um, for yeah. our pleasure. <laughs> yes, for our pleasure. Um, I, have I have friends. I have friends who are that, that's their thing. Mammals is their thing. So they will eat fish and they will eat birds, which is to say chicken. Yeah. But uh, but beef and pork and lamb uh, mammals, they're like, nope, not going to do it. Yeah, I haven't asked. Yeah. And, and and I was a vegetarian. Uh, I think I mentioned this. Oh, I think I, we did talk about this before. Yeah, but yes. um, and I was a vegetarian uh, in my in my previous life for you know probably almost twelve years. Ooh. And uh, you know, but we would we would go off the we would go off uh, and now and again, have, if, you know, if we went to somebody's house and they serve yeah. fish, we'd eat the fish. You know, if they serve stuff, like we wouldn't, you know, we we didn't make it hardcore, but we we didn't. Part of it uh, was that I was in the military and did not make a lot of money, and it is really less expensive to be a vegetarian than it is to to oh, to, to be meat. Oh yeah, chickpeas are way cheaper than beef. So <laughs> as it turns out, <laughs> yes. Do you think now you are a really creative chef, I'm going to mm. say. Um, do you think some of that came from your time as a vegetarian when you were getting creative with ingredients that maybe weren't as commonly cooked? Some of it, yeah, because then then it's and, and we didn't have things like the Impossible Burgers or, you know, we had some we had a lot of uh, it was really mostly I had a lot of beans and then we ate like a lot of a lot of pastas. And um, like like vegetarian lasagnas and and all that kind of stuff, right? So vegetable lasagnas, and so yeah, we would do. We did eat eggs. You know, we weren't completely strict. We weren't vegan for sure. Um, and cheese, and you know things like that. And so and so we weren't. You know, it, it wasn't. It, but but mostly. So I would say 
having is because it wasn't about the thing that I missed as a vegetarian was texture and taste. And I wanted to, you know, there, there's just, and, and I'm not a vegetarian now. I mean, I mean, for this month I am, but I certainly eat everything else. And there's just, for me, th there is, there's texture and taste that, that certain, um, that certain animals have that beans don't. And I'm like, Hey, you're a delicious little chicken. Come here. So, and, and, and I, and I would miss some of that. I, I, I did. Um, and so, so, you know, but we, but we were, we were pretty good. We were pretty good. Uh, and, and so not only was it was less expensive, but I, I also found that I, I never had indigestion. Oh. Like I would eat more normal portions, you know, cause if you think about Let's talk like culturally, like like what's what's more American than a platter that gets put down and there's a you know thirty ounce steak on it with a potato next to it dripping yeah. with butter and 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 maybe a side of peas or whatever it is, right? Like that's you know and and you wouldn't have thirty ounces of chickpeas on your plate or whatever, like like a platter of chickpeas that would be too much. Awesome. So I found that I was actually a more moderate eater when I oh when that's I interesting. Well, yeah. you know, it's that's interesting as you describe it, because you're right. When I talk about my own, like, I don't like to eat at night. Um, a lot of people, it, it you know, good people, smart people, um, yeah. you know, are, are still in kind of a mode of meal taking that I feel like is left over from the middle of the last century. And it, that includes dinner with a large piece of meat you know, um, a, a pork chop and maybe seconds or a steak and, you know, and yeah. a carbohydrate, a potato or some rice, and then maybe a vegetable. Um, and that's, that's not necessarily what our bodies want. It's not necessarily what's best for us. Sure. Um, and yet I know so many people that are still, I, I have a, a good friend who, if there isn't meat on his, if, if there isn't the largest meal of the day for him needs to be around six or seven o'clock at night, and it and it must include meat or it doesn't count or it doesn't count i'm just yeah. gonna keep going back until it does exactly like, yeah it's <laughs> like i have a plate please because i didn't get enough meat on this one um, yeah. uh and i think and very much it's cultural leftover as opposed to sort of what serves him so i think that we uh we're yeah sorry. I, I, that that's not uncommon and it's you know i, I certainly grew up with you know dinner being the biggest meal of the of the day um yeah. and it was just you know because then what do we do we have the longest period of our day where we we were basically fasting throughout the night as we sleep right and then we breakfast we break fast yeah. and we have that first meal and it and then you know if, if if that's what you're into but you know for for as a species we would i mean for for lots of cultures one meal a day was 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 normal like you wouldn't you know, my God, three meals a day. What are we, you know, is it Frodo and his, his companions were out right. there having second <laughs> breakfasts second and, breakfast. you know, third lunch? Yeah. And then and then you think about the marketing involved in that. You know, I remember uh, seeing the TV, you know, the TV commercials when I was growing up, you know, that thus and such, you know, Frosted Flakes are part of this balanced breakfast. And there would be <laughs> toast and a bowl of Frosted Flakes and a, and a glass of orange juice and a glass yeah. of milk. And maybe something else as well. And it's just all, first of all, sugar. Um, yeah. But, but you know, this idea that there's, you need to have this enormous meal. Anyway, we're, we're onto all sorts of different unexpected topics. Um, yeah. And I, I never grew up with sugary cereals or much sugar in my life at all, because as somebody who, well, 
you may not believe this, was a very high energy child. Um, in any additional sugar that was put into my body uh, basically set me off and I turned into like, uh, you know, Mr. Hyde from Dr. Jekyll. But my Mr. Hyde was that I would just run around the house like like some mad child yeah. until the sugar burnt off and then I take a nap. So <laughs> it really affected me. So no, no, no sugary seals. So I would, I would like kids would go to school or, or, or you would go to the school. I don't know if you remember this. Sometimes the schools would have like fruit loops, like these little tiny yeah. cartons of it. And you could open right. the carton in the middle and pour the milk in. And the milk yeah. actually, the carton, yep, did that. Never, never had those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had those. And, but when we didn't, even if like, if my mom bought um, some horrible cereal, like Raisin Bran, and I say horrible um, facetiously because yeah. in, in the current iteration of me, I love raisin everything. And Raisin yeah. Bran is one of my favorites. But my mom would buy Raisin Bran and we'd be so offended. And so we would put literally probably two tablespoons of sugar onto the top of it God. and pour milk. And it was not uncommon, I remember, to be, you know, finish, finish with your cereal and you're dumping out the milk. And there literally to be a half inch, a quarter inch layer of sugar at the bottom of the bowl. Oh, that had dissolved? Oh my that God. Had, that had <laughs> not fully dissolved and sort of drizzled to the bottom. But we were, yeah. you know, my mom was busy being a single mother and raising kids and having to work full time. And so I oh, give yeah. her credit for uh, managing to keep us all alive um, as long as she did, um, <laughs> even though we made some poor some poor choices along the way. Um, but yeah. yeah, sugar on top of cereal that, cereal that did not need it. And it was interesting yeah. over time as I got older, you know, and I loved eating raisin bran, even into my 20s, um, just less and less and less sugar until even as much of a sweet tooth as I have. And I'd have a sweet tooth. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I stopped putting sugar entirely in cereal and I can't eat sugared cereals anymore at all. Yeah, I can't even imagine doing that at this point, you know, and and I used to, the, but the, the cereals that I had, and I, I wasn't much of a cereal person because it was either oatmeal or grape nuts. And basically grape nuts is for a child is you might as well just eat gravel because it cuts your gums up <laughs> and it's awful. And my, and my mother would love it. Oh, she just got it. Oh, so good. And she would just put like a little warm milk in it. Ooh. And she's like, here, have this. Hey, if you want a sweet, put a strawberry on it. I'm like, I, I can, I just eat this? can I just eat the strawberry and drink the milk? Exactly. This is awful. <laughs> the strawberry oh. and gravel. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that story. <laughs> but, but anyway, but. That has nothing to do with our topic today, which is happy hours. It and happy hours. And I and I would I, I just want to I, I want to turn the ship a little bit back here. Um yeah. so you actually host a happy hour in our community here every Monday. Um and the last happy hour we had some uh we had an interesting mix of foods that were brought. Uh you made this <laughs> delicious hummus. So thank you for doing that. And you had a bag of carrots, so you take the carrots and little baby carrots and dip them in the hummus. And yes, what's better than you know, than, than that, uh, until was it, was it Carrie brought, Carrie brought, uh, uh, jelly, jelly beans, beans. jelly beans. And yeah, Rena brought cookies. Yes. So cookies, jelly beans, and hummus. Yeah. Um, and we had and, a, and we had a great time. We had a great time. And, and in fact, uh, predictably, uh, listener, if you are imagining, uh, happy hour, uh, sort of bar set up with, uh, homemade hummus and carrots and the like, cheapest sugariest jelly beans you can find and oh, yeah. and a thing of costco cookies the hummus was ignored once the jelly beans and the cookies arrived um oh yeah including by me but <laughs> to, the, to the point where we it was talking both about sort of the food and all the also the experience the reason that our other neighbor kevin and i came up with the idea for happy hour it, it was literally just 
a casual way to get to meet neighbors. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we've had as many as 15 people come. We've had as few as three. Mm. And it's, you know, someone, you know, somebody te texted me, in fact, about our happy hour this week. And it was like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't make it. I'm like, eh, don't be sorry. Come next week or come the week after or come whenever. But it really is meant to be just a very casual way to meet your neighbors. And I will tell you, listener, if you're if you're in a neighborhood where you want to meet more of your neighbors, whether you're in a sort of condo complex as we are here or not, put a note up on a telephone pole that says, stop by for happy hour at six o'clock. If it's nice enough weather, do it outside. You don't have to let people in your house. Yeah. And everyone brings their own drink, you know, um, maybe, maybe brings a snack. Conversation ranges from all the possibilities, but it's such a casual, easy time. And I, I love doing it with our group. Well, and, and like you said, you it, it, it's such a great way for an easy way for for us to get to know our neighbors. But um, for for you to like you know, because we are in a we're in a community, and and we we should you know get together and talk and do stuff. And and it's you know, there's we, we can do that without it having to be like an event, like a exactly. party or something like that. This is just a simple a simple way to do it. And we met someone new. We met Patrick. He's new to the community. Yes. So Patrick, if you're listening, I, I know you you signed up for Tasty Jets. Hello, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. If you've lasted this long, Patrick may have joined early on and thought, like, hey, what a great idea. I'm going to happy hour. And then he may have left. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite possible. Yeah. But yes, we we got to, to hang out with Patrick. And then uh, and I think there was just the five of us, I think, this past week. But yeah. was, it, it, it ebbs and flows just as everything does. But it's been such a great way to get to meet neighbors in a really mellow do people still say mellow in a sure. really low intensity um, environment and venue where we're just happy yeah. yeah. So yeah. I recommend it. Uh, believe it or not, Jonathan, what? we are at about 30 minutes. What again? We have again eaten up one half of an entire hour and talked oh about, but I would say we talked about some critical things here. We talked about making friends. We talked yes. about, Happy hour food. We talked about the value of happy hour, both for family mm -hmm. and for friends. Um, we uh, had a couple of side trips conversations, but uh, we've sure as we tend to do. As we tend yeah. to, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a windy road to be walked down in these conversations. Tasty gents is always a windy road. That's the T-shirt that I would wear. Tasty gents, a windy road, <laughs> a windy road, <laughs> or windy road, depending on how you uh, how oh, you could be. That. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Greg, as always, a pleasure to talk with you. And listener, uh, if you like happy hour or don't, um, or if you even made it this long and just want to uh, uh, let us know, uh, drop a note on Facebook. We have a Tasty Gents uh, Facebook page. Uh, and uh, you can also email us at tastygents at gmail.com. You can. We'd love to hear from you. Uh -huh. And then that's all we have then until next time. Okay. All right. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Jonathan. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, listeners. You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is.